All right, everybody, it's Big Daddy with another Big Daddy and Friends. And, man, I'll tell you, I am so, uh, I could say, excited, happy, and thrilled to have this next guest because we go back uh, to 1986 when we first met as uh, we were classmates at the University of Maryland playing football, and uh, here we are in 2021, and we're still friends still talking and you know again it's my pleasure and honor to have uh scott zolak what's up scotty boy daddy it's good to see you again um i go all the way back to the roy rogers at the student union man with the bucket of chicken <laughs> yeah we put around freezing with our offensive line coach at the time uh yeah we had a lot of fun down there in maryland man it was uh the 80s were awesome you know uh you know getting recruited down there uh you know coming out of the state of pennsylvania it was me and major harris we were the top two guys uh, coming out, but I fell in love with uh, University of Maryland, the campus, and uh, was it uh, St. Almost Fire was the movie that summer. Yeah, and I just I wanted to be Rob Lowe on Frat Row. That's all I wanted. To be. I wanted to be Billy. I wanted to be Billy the drug dealer down there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, it, it, it's funny because you mentioned our uh, Roy Rogers and you know Frau Friedrich skit, and that was brought up to me about three months ago, and someone said to me, "How did you feel when you?" got up there and did that i said well i gotta be honest with you one i was scared but two i was laughing because you know i had you and frank namath and uh i forget who else was up there with us and kevin kevin hudak who do you yeah yeah, and kevin hudak and and you know it was (laughs) it was so funny to you know, actually have those uh, roast beef sandwiches and the fried chicken and everyone, and everyone was going crazy laughing and and <laughs> and I remember Coach Ross saying to me, "Rich Sagata, you know with his accent, give a little lift, yeah, give a little lift, a little lift." I'll tell you, you got thumb courage. <laughs> <laughs> and then being at, at room check at night, Coach Kavanaugh was doing the room check. And he said to me, he goes, I'll tell you, Big Daddy, you got a pair of balls on you like I've never seen anybody. You know what? I love it. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, Kevin was the guy who recruited me. And my favorite Freegent story was when we were playing down at Duke and we were running out. You had to run out. Oh, you go. He stepped in that hole and broke his ankle and he went down. And there we go. Trainer, trainer. John Sorna was trying to hold JJ. Everybody was yelling to come back. <laughs> Leave like him a by sniper. Oh, coach. Poor, yeah. poor Ralph. But uh but anyway, I'll tell you, it's uh you know, it's funny how we talk about Maryland. Then we go from Maryland. Now all of a sudden you're in the NFL and right. here you are, you're uh, I'm coming up to see you up there and and then I'm at the coldest game, I, the second coldest game I've ever been at, which was the playoff game against the Jaguars. Oh, and, God, yeah. I, I, I'll never forget my other brother, Louie, and his friend drove up and left at halftime because they were too cold. I remember that. I remember that game. Yeah, it was the old stadium up here, the old Foxborough Stadium. The lights went out. Half the stadium went out. You couldn't even stand on the field at the time because it was so frozen. We didn't know what cleats to wear. We're, everybody's changing shoes. We ended up just going with basketball wet rats, those old ones with the nubs, those old Reebok and Nike ones. Uh, and I don't know if you remember Apex back in the day. Apex. Yeah, that was a great company. Apex was great because they had all the, the cool colors, all the great sideline jackets. Yep. Uh, that Apex thing exploded, I think, with the Cowboys when they won in the late 90s. 
you know, I used to see you at all the Super Bowls when you had all the gear. But, uh, yeah, Apex was awesome. Zubaz was awesome. We got to bring those things back. Uh, Some of the cool things that got the NFL going back in the day. But, you know, Buffalo made it popular. But that was a cold game, man. Um, That's kind of what football got going here. You know, I got drafted here in 90, 91, fourth-round pick, and 2-14. and Coach McPherson was the head coach at the time, former Syracuse head coach. And then Parcells took over and uh, drafted Bledsoe number one. And I was already here for two years. I ended up staying here for eight years, which is unusual for a backup. Uh, became very good friends with Drew, obviously. And the you know, guy never went down till, uh your boy Mo Lewis hit him on the sideline there and got our boy Tommy in there. Uh, I thought that son of a bitch was never going to get out of a game. Uh, you know, playing with pins in his fingers on his throwing hand. I mean, that's, how, that's how tough this guy was. But football came back in uh, you know, the mid-90s here, and it's been great ever since with Parcells and, of course, what Belichick and Brady have been able to do. And I'm fortunate enough to still be around it here uh, doing radio up here in Boston and obviously calling games now. I finished my seventh year this past year uh, calling games. Did did four Super Bowls. So uh, it's, been, it's been one hell of a run here. Well, you know, it was funny. I, I, obviously, we talk about that Jacksonville game. Then, you know, you guys win, and all of a sudden you're going to the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I remember going out that night afterwards and oh. uh, celebrating in, uh, in Boston like we, you know, like uh, we ran for office. So those are uh, days I never forget. And, uh, you know, hanging out with Dan Kraft and Andre Tippett and, you know, seeing those. I mean, it was just like it was kind of – you know, you think about it then, you would say, I would say, I would never be where I'm at now by not living those days. You right. know, you, you, you got to make your connection. I think that's with everything. You've done, you've done an unreal job, <clears throat> you know, just surfing the league, you know, going, you, you got to put in the time. And, you know, the big thing about athletes and guys, uh, if, if they see a face and you recognize the face and that face is there a lot, you know, you tend to trust those type of people more than, you know, those Johnny comes lately, but you got to put in the groundwork, and you've done that in your career, and that's what's impressive. Um, you know, your relationships you build with guys like Strahan, and you know, you, you know what you've been doing in Long Island. You know, with the Big Daddy Golf Tournament, the football camps. You know, that means a lot. That means a lot to guys that have been in the league and some of the retirees that come around. But um, it, it's like that. It's networking. Everything in this in this life is about networking. I forget what you studied in Maryland. I was in agricultural business. I don't use a damn thing that I learned in five years. Our recreation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, what the theory of coaching? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're successful. What you do I'm successful. What I do, we don't need. We didn't use anything we learned in school. Hey, golf with Fred Funk. <laughs> yeah, pretty funk. Yeah, we're golfing out there barefoot. Yeah, yeah, tons of fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know what? It's been it, it, like you said. It, it is all relationships. It's connections. I mean. I always tell people, look, the guys that were picking up socks and jocks and cleaning footballs, all of a sudden, 15, 20 years later, one guy's the vice president of the Browns, another guy's at Nike, another guy's at the NFL. Right. All those people advanced. And, uh, you know, it's like this sweatshirt that I'm wearing. My man, Eric Kennedy, he's the head equipment manager at Seattle. I've met Eric. We've been friends 15, over 15, 20 years. He calls me mentor. You know, because when he came to New York, you know, I took care of him, put him under my wing and ropes and all that. I've been to I've been to Seattle to his place and all that. So it I have put in I've logged the miles in and put in the time. But it those those things are so rewarding and friendships, you know, that never end. You know, right. 
Right, right. And that's stuff you never forget. You know, I still keep in touch with some of the guys. You have a core group of guys, you know, six or eight of them that you play with. You're not going to stay friends with all 53 because you all come from uh, all walks of life. But that's the great thing about Sundays, man. You walk down that tunnel and everybody comes together. That's why that's why football is the greatest game. That's why these weekends we've been watching the playoffs and everything and rooting for old friends and, you know, acquaintances. Uh, you know, we got to get back to normal around here because there's nothing better than that Super Bowl week, man. You know that. Yeah. That's where you do all your networking, man. Um, I just feel bad for whatever two teams get into this thing because you're not going to get – I've been fortunate enough to – to play in one of them, um, and we, you know, since I've been doing radio, we've been to about twelve or thirteen of them. I used to go to them with my dad all the time, take him down for his birthday. I'm, I've been to like 25, 30 Super Bowls. There's nothing better than that week, man. The parties, um, just walking around, and you know, the NFL experience, and just seeing everybody. You know, you see people for the first time, maybe you haven't seen in um, you know 10, 15 years. You know, we had Frank Wycheck down there as a true freshman. In Maryland, he set the ACC record. I must have thrown ten balls a game to him. Uh, I haven't seen Frank in like you know, six years since you know he's playing. I'm playing. We're out of Super Bowl in San Diego in the Light District. I'm walking with my wife. A limo pulls up and it's Wycheck. He goes, "Come on, get in." You know, and then we have one of the best nights of our life because you know why? It's Super Bowl week, and that's why when everybody comes together. But we got to get back to normal here soon. Yeah, I mean those uh, we we uh, there's that one picture that we have of me, you, Mickey C, and your dad. I mean, you know, slamming them back. I mean, we were we were doing that every year. I mean, every year. Atlanta was great, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, obviously <laughs> the Super Bowl this year. Um, like you said, it's a shame because guys aren't going to be able to get the whole weekend like normal and whatnot. But uh, obviously, I have a vested interest in my uh, you Where know you? my brother Jimmy Spoon. Uh, you know, if they can get in, then I will be there. On, on you know, that's uh, that's I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, and, and it's tough, and it's tough for people to cover the league. And you know, I've, I feel bad for some of a lot of the beat writers that, that really grind because you can't really establish relationships if you're not in the locker room. These zooms, like we're doing now, WebEx stuff. I mean, they, they get annoying after a while. Yeah, you really don't get to know the player. I mean, that's how you develop that chemistry, and you get you know some of the stuff off the record with guys. You develop relationships, and you can't do it. And um, you know, dealing with Coach Belichick up here, he loves his stuff like this. So it's going to be a delicate balance when we get out of this because I'm never going to want to deal with a media again. Keep them on Zoom. That way I can control my five-minute interview and get the hell out of here. You know, that's a well, well, I'll tell you, one of the interviews that I saw that had me dying laughing was when one of the guys asked him, well, uh, you know, you're signing all these backup quarterbacks and everything, and uh, so, Bill, what are you thinking of doing? He goes, well – we don't need to sign anybody because we got Scott Zolak. Who yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm I, I, I always joked with him, man. Even when, um, even when, you know, Brady was hurt at the end and I started to do the, you know, the media stuff. And this is back in the early 2000s. And I'm like, yo, Bill, I haven't turned in my papers. He goes, I know, you know, the offense. He goes, we're going with what we have. He goes, but I swear to God, an emergency, if something happens, they'll be shocked if we call. He hadn't said that in a while, though, but that was a nice, know, but this was that was a nice little talk up he gave me this year. Yeah, this is recently he said it, and it was funny. The guy goes, well, Zolak's going to need a little time to warm his, arm, warm his arm up. And Bill goes, don't worry, he'll be warm. <laughs> Shit, I'm 53. I ain't playing. Yeah, no, I know, but it was just kind of funny to see yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's – uh, and he said it was such a straight face and that little grin that he always has. Yeah. It just was like, uh, he reminds, you know what he reminds me of? Jack Nicholson. 
That's who I, I relate him to. He reminds me of him like in the Joker because he has those one right. lines and he's got that grin and, and that smile that just kind of makes you smile, makes you laugh. Right. First part of the shining too before he loses his mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more of a hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so here's the one thing I, I uh is like I said, it, it's so fun for me to be on here with you because you know what? You have your national show, and I watch you on. You know, I put the direct TV on. Oh wow, there's, you know, there's Zoe and Bertrand. You know, they're those are my boys. I've had the good fortune of being interviewed by you the last two Super Bowls down in. Uh, you know, the last two Super Bowls yeah. I've been on your show. So now there is no media this year, no media center, nothing. So That's like awesome. you said, it, it's so horrible for a lot of guys that, you know. Um, they have their relationships, and that's how they make their living. Getting in in that whole week, right, right. That, that's, tough, that's tough part for us too. You know, we look forward to going. Away. We our company sells the hell out of that week, and we're really good because of like the relationships you made. I made a lot of relationships throughout the league. Mm-hmm. And we have our same guests on. Like we love having you on. You know, Dion comes on. We met fun when he picked me off twice. I beat the hell out of him on a 15-yard penalty. Goldberg was lifting me up. We tell all those stories back and forth. Yeah, You just can't do that now. Um, you know, the relationship's like you know, having Montana walking through. I could grab Joe and put him on because my dad coached Joe in high school. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, That's the stuff that you miss about this week that we're not going to be able to enjoy. So, But, I mean, I go back to about third, fourth week of the season, and I'm sure you've talked to your brother about it. You know, we didn't know if, if they were going to get through a season. You know, when, when the COVID stuff – started to hit some teams and you, you're not in a bubble. You don't know what you're doing. You're, you're talking about extending the season and should we push it back, put the Super Bowl in the March? All that stuff was being talked about. It's, it's a credit to the league for them to be able to pull it off in, in 17 weeks. It really is. Yeah, my, my that, that's the conversation you're right. Me and my brother, we, we would speak almost every night. That's every week and day, yeah. It's like, you know what it's, and you're like, you don't know, one, you don't know what the next day brings, two, you're getting tested every day. Everything, you walk in the building, everyone has to go right. You can't go left, and you have to follow this and that. And it's just you got to give credit where it's due, especially like I, like you said with the league and how each team's done what they've had to do to have the season go through and, you know, now get to the Super Bowl and, and get that over with. And then, you know, obviously the week that, other, that also kills me is not having the combine, you know. Oh, God, that's, that's – that's the big one in regards to all networking because everyone from the league, from all the way down from the equipment managers to the general managers to Roger, everybody's there. And there's two weeks, there's two weeks in the offseason yep. that are critical to the formation of your football team. Number one, it's the senior bowl. That's senior bowl week because you know, GMs, real coaches coach those teams. You get to see talent on talent with pads on. Yeah. You don't see that at the combine. You get to test guys. And I know combine has changed over the years, but you got to be able to sit in front of somebody and talk to them because, you know, you and I know each other. But if someone watches this, you can tell, like, okay, these guys are friends. They know each other. You can't do that through Zoom. You can't figure out if this is a player that I want to coach or this is a guy I want to bring into my organization. Is this guy a bad guy? Is there red flags? And you're not going to be able to do it again at the combine. That's a shame. Combine's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, my brother. Like uh, my brother and Jimmy uh, and I would always look forward to that week because we'd get to hang out for you know a couple of days, go to St. Elmo's, do the Indy, man, Indy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, shrimp. Let's go. That's uh, that's uh, what do you call? It? I'll tell you, that's about. I think that's one of the best places to have a Super Bowl because you can walk everywhere and get to anything, and 
Yep. You know, the weather was lucky that year when the Patriots played the Giants. The weather was awesome. It was like in the mid fifties. Yeah. Yeah. And everything was walkable. And uh Indy will get another one. They should. Yeah, they should. Um, let me ask you this. Now let's talk a little Patriots real quick. Sure. Um the quarterback situation up there, who who do you think or who would you like to see if you had to make a choice? Like that? Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. Beckham, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, the way it was trending here, you know, and, and Tommy won that one, no doubt about it. And a lot of it's going on at Green Bay. Same same type of situation where they draft Jordan Love. Uh, you sort of know the Aaron's age and contract status, and that gave him a kick in the ass. And you look at the year Rodgers is having, it's his best year. Garoppolo did the same thing to Brady. You know, I mean, we went to th- three Super Bowls after uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was drafted uh, because Bill thought, you know, Tom's age and his contract status, it's better to get ready early. And the way Jimmy was trending for four years, uh, he's a good player, really good player. I think the quickest fix, I mean, we're 7-9 this year. You know, you have Buffalo on the ropes, Kansas City. You can play with any of these teams. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a quarterback. Cam Newton did what he could. Uh, you appreciate all the effort. But when you can't throw the football, you can't win at this level. You know, you look at Buffalo and the success Josh Allen is having, you got to be able to be successful. You got to hit 35 plus touchdowns a year. And when you're only throwing four or five, you know, you're going to get your ass kicked every week. But I don't think Bill's in it to build it, meaning, you know, he's chasing Chula right now. Bill's 69 this year. Um, and he, I remember the documentary he did Bill Belichick of Football Life. And he said, I want to be Marv Levy coaching in my 70s. <laughs> he's knocking on that door right now. But you're not going to catch Shula winning four, five, six, seven games a year. You got to do it the way, you know, Tommy and Bill have done it for 10, 12. I mean, shoot, Brady went to what? 13, 13 championship games when he was here, 13 in 20 years. I mean, 70% of the time you're playing to go to the Super Bowl. And that, that, was, that was the bar that was set here. So I think to fix that quickly, you need to get a guy that knows the system. Uh, it's great that McDaniels didn't get the uh, – uh, Eagles job because now he's back. He'll have a hand in picking the quarterback. Plus, you know, you lose Nick Casario to the Texans. Um, that whole Jack Easterby situation is ridiculous. Talk about a guy that, you know, cheerleader, babysitter, and that guy's – you talk about guys, you know, you're picking up socks and tape and all that garbage. That guy's a perfect example. Not a football guy, but having his hand down there and running the Texans, knowing which guy's asked to kiss and who's he got pictures on. It's crazy. Um, but I think Jimmy's the quickest fix. You get Jimmy here – then you go out, sign guys like Chris Godwin or something, get a functional tight end, got a running game. Our defense is okay. Coaching's phenomenal. And we'll be all right. So, so all that being said, is Brady the uh, greatest Patriot of all time, you think? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they, they, they grotesquely mismanaged the ending of Tom here. Because, um, I mean, t- Tom made it quite clear several years ago, I'm going to play until my mid-40s. You know, that whole method, TB12 method, you know, it works. Um, they didn't want to double down on it. And um, you just wonder who's kicking who's self in their ass right now. But, you know, Robert's done an outstanding job building a brand here. And the best thing he does is allow Bill to make football decisions. Mm-hmm. And Robert was a middleman thing for 20 years. To think the type of egos to keep it rolling for that long, there's a shelf life to everything. And normally around eight, seven, nine years, you sort of start getting sick of each other and, you know, things tend to part. But, you know, to keep this thing rolling – we don't win six. We don't win six here if Bill and Tom are together. Maybe Tom wins two, maybe Bill wins three. But without each other, you know, they're not winning six here. So so with that being said in regards to Belichick, his son's not the heir apparent, right? 
I don't, you never know. I mean, this is a crazy league. Look at these guys getting gigs around here. Uh, the fact that Dan Campbell's a head coach in National Football League talking about biting off kneecaps, anybody can be a head coach. <laughs> Nothing would surprise me. You know, my brother and I have this conversation all the time. My brother's going into his, you know, uh, he'll be 50, I think, in a year. And he's put in a lot of time, a lot of years, and it took him a while to get where he's at. And then you see a guy that's, you know, 31, 32 years old getting a head job. And and then you got, uh, you know, it, it's always trending how you go from offense. Now defense is getting a little look now. And, uh, you know, it's weird how it's uh, it's a who do you know kind of league. Yeah, it is. And it, the, the old school ones, you know, Ron Rivera's and them, those guys are the defensive ones. And then you got the McVeighs, the Nagy's, um, you know, Stefanski and these guys, you know, sort of the hot young guys. Uh, LaFleur up in Green Bay. You know, these guys are, shoot, younger than some of the players that they're coaching. And that's tough for me to handle because I've had three three Hall of Fame coaches in, in my years. I, I had Jimmy Johnson uh, my last year in Miami. Mm-hmm. I had Pete Carroll for a couple years, three years, and I had Parcells. And all those guys commanded a room when they walked in. You know, Pete, not so much after Parcells. When you have Parcells in a room, you know, it's it's like walking on eggshells. He walks in, boom, everything stops. You know, everything's quiet. You know, and then you get Pete. I think some of us took advantage, not me, but some guys took advantage of Pete after Parcells because it was so difficult to play for Bill. Um, and Jimmy, you know, he tore that whistle. Second Jimmy would speak up, man. Boy, sh- shit, it would hit the fan, boy. Um, and those guys commanded rooms when they walked in. I don't know how these 30, 31-year-olds command a room when you walk in. Like, who the hell is this guy? He doesn't even shave yet, you know? So nothing would surprise me about anybody being a head coach in this league. So, Super Bowl's in Tampa this year. What's your favorite restaurant in Tampa? Oh, Burns. Burns Steakhouse. The, the, oh, the, well, I knew exactly. It was so funny. I, I <laughs> love that place. Uh, Kevin Weeks, he loves that place. We've had that chat of a few dozen times, and it's funny you say that. Cause, it's an old brothel, which is amazing. It's dark inside. Um, we And that's the best thing about traveling with the teams when we go on the road. Um, we land and about six of us get together on the broadcast team and we go out to the best steakhouse in that city and we got our spots and Burns in Tampa is the best. You get the grizzled sir- sirloin or ribeye and they put the butter on top of it with the stuffed potato and then they have a dessert room upstairs with phones. You know, with little <laughs> and then like this is where all that stuff went down on the brothel and a little history to it. But I tell you what, you know, Buffalo gets a bad rap as a city. Our favorite steakhouse on the road is the Buffalo Chop Off downtown. We go in there, we sit at the bar, and it's just great martinis, great drinks, great steaks. And uh, you go back, pass out, go to bed, get up, and then it's NFL Sunday, and there's nothing better than that. Yeah, no, Buffalo is uh, a very uh, – uh, how do you want – what's the word I want to use? It's weird because the whole city shuts down. Like, we'll get in there it's Saturday night, and like, nothing yeah. open after 6. It's like a, It's like a ghost town. Yeah, it doesn't get credit though for the for the restaurants, and I've been to a few there. So, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I tell my brother all the time. I said, "Listen, I know every time I come up there, I, I just want to get wings." You know, because <laughs> so I'm caught up into that whole. Well, that's thing. what's great is the whole place is competitive with the wings, so all the wings have to be good. You just everybody's. What's the one you go to? Uh, Anchor bar, yeah, Anchor bar. bar. Everybody knows about, but then when you mention it to someone up there, they're like, "Oh no, it, you know." Go to this place. It's yeah. like going to Philly. You know, you need to go to Geno's. Or yeah, Pat. yeah. I'm, I'm not, I eat Pat's because I like the dirt meat. You know? And, and, and you know what? Everybody says, no, 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 go to Geno's and Pat's. This is over commercialized. John's. Yeah, go here. And then 
and, and you know what? Then you go and you're like, wow, man. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. I was in Pittsburgh for the Stanley Cup party that Bill Guerin had, uh, the general manager now of the Minnesota Wild. So I leave there and I drive home and I drive to Philly. After I had Permanis because I wanted to compare Permanis to a cheesesteak, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "There's something mentally wrong with me that I would do that, go out of the way, and go a little bit south, and then do you know? Then to go, then eat, try Geno's and Pat's. You gotta have both. You gotta try both while you're there. And then drive home. I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm there's some, that's that's why I lost weight. Because I'm like I'm not doing that anymore. You get the meat sweats. Get yeah, the meat yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, hey, listen, Scott, I can't say thank you enough for being on with me. Uh, I've always had the good fortune of being on your shows, and oh hell yeah, we could do this for three hours, man. You're one of my yeah. good friends in the past. Love doing this. Uh, you're a football guy. I'm a football guy. Uh, there's nothing better sitting around and talking football, man. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, I guess we're not going to see each other for a while. But you know what? Uh, the Big Daddy Youth Football Camp, the Big Daddy. You got to come in for the the golf classic. We are definitely uh, we're going to have that, and it's going to be uh, you know COVID safe, COVID friendly, and a lot of big names will be there. So uh, get your invite and uh, tell Amy and everybody hello. And I love you, my man. You know oh, that. Good. Fire that helicopter up. Get my ass down there. I love you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. All right, you got it. So bye bye.